Today is Wednesday, December 6th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Ah, today we complain about the future of Clubhouse and AAC and, you know, what, where we're supposed to go. This is, continues to be the dark ages. No one can connect with anyone. So uh, we're, we still continue to look for a better tomorrow, uh, meaning a platform where people can actually discover each other. Anyways, in the meantime, we talk about the dangers of the new apostolic re- uh, reformation, and we hear testimony very long testimony from someone about their experiences with it and losing some friends over it and, you know, what a really dangerous, like, theology this ty- uh, type of thing is. Anyway, then, speaking of, we <laughs> hear, uh, well, talk about, oh, what was her name? Amanda something, Amanda something something, um, who is a pastor ex, um, an impastor, I think she calls herself, and, uh, Anyway, she's talking about Jesus was racist and xenophobic when he calls the woman at the well a dog. So, you know, there's some of the dangers realized. Um, Then we get into uh, ESG loses $5 trillion because people are not buying into their environmental social scores, and it's all nonsense. Then we talk about Lecrae and how he has deconstructed his Christianity and um, I guess has gone uh, very wayward. Anyway, so these are some of the topics and more. And check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon. Check out the Ask a Christian store. Support this podcast while it lasts. Hopefully, we'll be able to find a better platform soon and continue this thing and kick it back up to, you know, the the good discussions from all kinds of beliefs and lack of beliefs that we used to have. Anyway, but in the meantime, uh, as we straggle along, um, support us. Share these links. Have an awesome day. See you later. In another direction and they didn't want just, <laughs> they didn't want just audience listeners. Yeah, well, yep. now they have nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> right? Yeah. Didn't want audience. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. I can't. This is the stupidest thing. It wasn't the, um, you know, that's not what they were looking for. And they're going in a different direction. And then, of course, the interface rolled out um, literally like a month later. Um, but, Yeah. So like, I, don't, hey. I don't know what's going on with them. Hey, do you want more listeners? Do you want more interaction? Do you want more traffic? Do you want more money? Uh, no, we're going in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, potentially 10,000 new users, and they didn't care. They weren't interested. And honestly, the reality is it probably would have been more than that. I think a 1%, even at 2%, you're talking about doubling that. Like, it was such a a thriving, vibrant community Mm -hmm. um, before they did that. Like, it's completely against any self-interest. Like, (laughs) we we want more audience engagement. Congratulations, you've lost 50% of your audience. How's that for engagement? Right. They've engaged to delete your app. I don't know. Uh, Discord, yeah, Discord is, um, well, I mean, it's all fine. Like, this is fine. Everything's fine. Like, the technology's there. So the only thing that's a problem is, you know, for, like, the Ask a Christian thing, like, you know, we need new people. We need to facilitate discussion. So uh, we, we need to be able to be found. So that that's the only problem. Like, the technology is there. So if there is 10,000 people on, on my Discord server, I'd never go anywhere else. Like, it's great. They have video capability. They have all of it. 
So um, the only problem is you have to really search to find stuff on Discord. Um, so, I mean, that's the thing. It's just getting other people to connect with. So if right. you have like, if you have like Sean's weekly Bible study group and you've got 30 people, any platform is fine for him because it's 30 people who always want to engage and always want to be here. But <clears throat> if you just want people to fly by and be like, hey, I hate God. And also God didn't exist. Make your best case. Why do you think this? Like, oh, here's what Christianity actually means. This is why you should consider it. Peace. Go your own way. Um, you're just like doing seed scattering and sending them on their way. Um, you know, some stick around, but I mean, you know, you need, you need a lot more for that kind of turnover. You need a lot more, um, traffic. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that's the problem. Like if you can, I don't know if you can get a hundred people anywhere here, discord, whatever, like I'll run there. Yeah, well, Clubhouse really has, uh, you know, it's been pointed out to them multiple times that you're really hampering the new user experience. Because if you don't follow houses, if you don't follow people, um, you really, you don't have much of a hallway to be curated, you know, and, and they don't want to allow for public rooms anymore. And it's just like, what what are new users that don't know anybody that just happen to stumble upon let me go see what Clubhouse is about. How, you know, how are they supposed to, like, appreciate or enjoy that new user experience and get plugged in with people if they can't see them? Yeah, and it's like topics, um, right? Like, you know, sharing is only going to get you to, like, you know, a couple other people. Like, you know, we we really need bulk. <laughs> yeah. We need, like, bulk. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they don't, like I said, they don't seem to they're not interested in their user base right now. It's the most perplexing thing to me because ultimately the long-term goal for any social media platform is you're trying to grow the base and they're just, they're not doing that right now. They're absolutely not doing that. I mean, just, yeah, because like getting things by like grassroots, like friends of friends of friends of friends, like mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such a grind. Um, and to, to have to start out like at the at the beginning. And by the yeah. way, if you get friends of friends and friends, you're probably not gonna get rabid god hating atheists. Um, I'm just assuming, Bobby, <laughs> you probably don't have a lot of friends like that. Um, so yeah. if it's like just a bunch of Christians, like if it's Christians that are are a little different, um, but they're very staunch in their ways, all it's gonna do is Christian infighting. If mm -hmm. they're um, you know, not a Christian, um I mean there's probably not a whole lot of them in people's friends list. So it's like the best way to do it is just like by, by like a macro categorization where, you know, you show up to a platform and says, what are your interests? <laughs> and you just click science. Great. Here's all the people talking about science philosophy. Here's all those people boring you to death. Uh, religion here. You want to see all the God stuff, start clicking on some rooms. Oh, there's ask a Christian. Well, let's see what this Christian has to say. Like that's the best way to do it. And they just destroyed it. Well, one thing that they did um, say in the town hall last night <clears throat> was that uh, um, starting, I think, next week, I think they're going to roll it out next week, they're um, uh, adding an, an explore feature in the hallway where you will be able to see all the live rooms of all your friends of friends. Isn't that what they're supposed to be doing now? Well, 
you're supposed you're supposed to see live rooms that where you're a member of houses and stuff. And I guess with the explore tab, you won't necessarily have to be a member of like the house or whatever where the other live rooms are. Oh my but gosh, it's like they're they're slow walking <clears throat> back to where they were. Like, I were, know. People, were people were people going crazy in the town hall, like chatting, like I hate you, you destroyed my life again, or? Oh, they always do, and they always threaten. You know, don't make us close the chat. We'd really prefer to keep it open, but we will if we have to. <laughs> so was that was that the biggest complaint? Like, go back to what you were doing. You suck. A lot of people have repeatedly said, can we just roll it back to where it once was? And what's their answer? But, they they don't have any desire to be what they once were. And they're that's, not just interested. What, that's what they say. Yeah. They're not they're they're really trying to curate this this voice chat um oh business. Curate this. <laughs> uh, they're standing ten toes deep on it. They're you know, Joe from Clubhouse, Joe Armenia, um, reached out to me in a private chat and was like, we noticed that you're somebody who creates a lot of live rooms. Um, I'd like to ask you a few questions if you're up for it. And so I responded and I was like, you know, yeah, sure. And um, the questions were about the chats and how they could make the chats more appealing to somebody like me who prefers live rooms. Oh. Megan, what's up? Are you speaking, Megan? Hi. Hello. Hello. My phone's weird. Like, I grabbed a mic and then it went silent and I couldn't even hear you guys talking. It was crazy. I was like, okay, maybe I shouldn't talk. So, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. So, I've, I've been listening to you for, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. And I found you just because, like, um, I was looking for Christian groups, you know. So, I went to the search engine and found you guys. It was after Clubhouse got all crazy. Um, so I'm not sure how it was before. But anyway, I found you. So anyway, since you guys don't know who I am, but I feel like I know who you guys are. I'm Megan. I'm from Ohio. And the reason I started joining you guys is, um, I'm not sure. Well, Nate, you're a guy. So you won't know about this app because it's a women's app. I got myself in a pickle on Peanut. It's an app for moms, and they have live pods. And it's pretty much like stay-at-home moms, you know, coming together, you know, talking throughout the day or whatnot. Um, so I think two years ago, I got, I got hooked on going on that app, and I met some really good friends. And you know my friend Tasha, well, I'm a friend of Tasha's from Texas. She pops in and out of this platform, too. Um, so I'm more of an introvert until I get to know you, um, and then I can talk your ear off. So that's why I haven't spoke up before. Um, so 
have kind of an interesting thing going on in my life right now. And um, so on this peanut app, I got kind of, so my testimony is I've been a Christian my whole life. Like I got saved um, through the gospel when I was seven, raised in a Christian home, you know, did all the, you know, I never doubted not being Christian. And, um, and so, um, I got married, we go to a really good church, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, well, two years ago, my husband got, um, around two and a half years ago, I guess my husband got into, um, he started feeling depressed and I think it's because of COVID like it really you know my husband's like an extreme extrovert um so like extreme like he can talk to anybody anywhere in the grocery store he meets all kinds of people so he's like really social and so um when he he got depressed two and a half years ago, and it was really bad, like really bad. And he was a deacon in my church, also. Like you know, we've been leader, we've been very involved in our local church, serving the Lord together, and um, and so he got kind of depressed. And it got so bad that he did not want to go to church. He stopped reading his Bible, you know. So I was just like, so I was kind of, well, I was praying. I found a book by Stormy Ortman um, about the praying wife. So I started going through that book and praying for him. In the meantime, you know, I was kind of getting lonely. Like, I felt like after COVID hit, all my friends kind of disappeared out of my life. Like, my church friends, you know. Um, um, and so, it was a very lonely season. So, God used this peanut app. Um, this app that women, it's a it's it's to me moms with kids in your area so I joined this it reminded me of a dating app very weird at first but I talked to my husband and he's like yeah sure why not you could you know you can meet and be a testimony for Christ you know so um so I did that and then I met some local moms, but nothing really was clicking for me. But in the meantime, I found that they had live pods, um, which that's when, where I met Tasha. Um, and um, she went to a Southern Baptist church, and I go to a Southern Baptist church. So we hit it off, like, really well. Like, we met on there on the pods and we studied the bible together for like for like five months we just studied the bible and we had like a regular group of women getting on there asking questions and it was like so awesome um hold this thought i have to attend to my two-year-old 
I will be back in just a second. Okay. Well, just let us know when you're back. I'm interested to see where that's going. Good morning, Chris. Is that is that your name? Sometimes. I was just talking with the uh, Catholic school. Oh, Orthodox. we know. We know. Like, yeah. He has all these great <laughs> topics and then abandon, a, abandon us. Name so I'm going to I'm going to do a written debate with Albanian it's going to be hilarious on the topic right. of justification by faith alone with only using the scripture. I mean you can do a written apology to us for forsaking us but sure that's fine. <laughs> I will do a written apology to you as well. Thank you. See how here, fair and just we are. Here it comes. Hold on here. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's all I can say. I'm just saying, you know. <clears throat> well, I hate to talk about all the, the other juicy topics uh, you, you have for us uh, until we wrap up this thing with Megan. I'd like to see where that's going to conclude. Here, <clears throat> I, I just texted you my written apology, Nate. <laughs> I didn't get can it, one. Can it be can it be read on air? Oh, I don't have a text yet. Oh, there it is. Oh. By text you mean image? Oh. By it image says, I mean a gif. It says I humbly apologize on behalf of all Calvinists. I am so sorry for forsaking you and what some could be construed as lying to you, dear brother. You're right, I am wrong. I accept, Chris. That's so nice. Fantastic. Yeah. He says bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Nate's reading things like a Roman Catholic does. He sees biting <laughs> and he, he like puts a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> Hail Mary, full of grace. Queen of the universe, you basically created every molecule. God, sure, he's cool, but you basically made God. Yeah. The Dude. glories of Mary. The glories of Mary. I wanted to send you something last night, but you're not, you can't, you block Twitter. Um, there's Michael Knowles is talking to a Roman Catholic priest about the glories of Mary, and it's just an amazing clip. I mean, they're straight up, they're straight up just like, yeah, we worship Mary. What of it? <laughs> Well, that makes me think of the other amazing clip, which was, you know, one of the things you sent me, which I'd, I'd like to go in order, so we have to come back. Megan's your two-year-old still uh, taking you for time, I suppose. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. I, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I have a two-year-old with me, so um, this is why I'm quiet most of the time and can't talk. Um, so... You and Tasha were having Bible studies. Okay, we were having Bible studies, and it was great and everything, and I was growing, and Tasha, like, really has been, like, a mentor for me since I met her. Like, when I say that, we were Christians and involved in our local church. Um, it was, yeah, we absolutely loved Jesus and loved his word, and you know, but I really, before I met Tasha, I never, like, I read the Bible, but it was more, like, as a Christian duty, kind of, 
you know, so it never seemed really alive in me. So I've been like, this is a side note, like I've been studying on the Holy Spirit and how there's a difference between having the Holy Spirit, which we're all baptized with the Holy Spirit, and like the filling of the Holy Spirit and how obedience like um, makes the Holy Spirit activate in your life. So um, two years ago, I did not understand that at all. I thought I thought the feeling of the Holy Spirit was just charismatic and thought and like and just a crazy thing. I totally didn't get that. So it's like I'm learning all these different truths that I didn't think I had. So since I know that I can be filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis by my obedience to his spirit, um, I definitely live my Christian life differently now, like he's more alive in my life. Um, so anyway, so Tasha got a job, and so she stopped coming. So, so in the meantime, Christina was in our Bible study, and she was charismatic, as charismatic can be. But we all grew to love this lady, and um, and she would always say, like, we can agree to disagree and we did that a lot you know with her um and so she started a zoom bible study um in the book of genesis and i was there for probably six months six months you know every thursday i would like when my kids napped i would be on that study so i was filling my mind with, uh, gar well, it turned out to be garbage, you know, I was, I saw, like, deep red flags, like, she got everyone in that study calling people pre-believers, pre-believers, oh, they're a pre-believer, well, how do you know that they're going to get saved, are you God, you know, oh, I had a dream, they're going to be, my husband's going to be saved because I had a dream. And she got, it started getting crazy. Like everybody was starting to call their unsaved family members pre-believers because their faith was going to um, get them saved someday. And so I'm just like, but, you know, I was just like, I saw the red flag, but. I still went, like, and it's crazy, well, now that, now that I know, I can see why God, you know, had me stay, but it did a lot of damage to me, and my, and my husband, like, he, he told me to leave a long time before I left, and so, and so, um, you know, long story short, she started attending Bethel, and then I did some research, and I found out, I listened to everything I could about Bethel and the NAR, um, so I'm very, um, 
I recognize it now and it's and it's it's so hard sometimes because I recognize it since this happened to me I um I reckon in my personal life like one-on-one I've had to have so many hard conversations trying to defend the word of God and his truth and um so long story short this just occurred in my life I don't know if you I know Chris knows we kind of had a discussion not vocally but over messaging and I was cooking so I was very distracted at the time um but I go to Bible study fellowship on Tuesday mornings and um it's a women's group um they're very sound like I've had no issues I've been there since my youngest was a baby so six years um you know, I've never had any issues, but however, um, two years ago, I think like I have changed so much in my knowledge of the word of God. Like God has used such a hard season to grow. Um, I always think of, cause I feel like a baby Christian. That's how I'm consuming. Like, this is why I come and listen to you guys. I listen to Chris on the reformed, um, pages because I'm just sucking everything I can and trying to firmly believe what I believe because all these situations come up. And so my group leader, um, it's very crazy. The beginning of the year when she called me um, and said she was my group leader, I knew exactly who it was because she was in my group two years ago. And I knew she was more charismatic than me, like even in a group with me. I knew that I had different beliefs than her just by sitting in a group and discussing scripture with her and I kind of just laughed like in September I laughed and said God what are you doing here you know what are you doing what like why is she my leader of all people like um so last Tuesday Um, I took like, I took, uh, I took a month off because my kids were taking turns being sick. So like from September to October, I started hearing like a red flag. Um, not necessarily, we're studying the book of John right now. So, um, nothing, nothing when we talk about scripture, nothing is a red flag, but like when she prays for us as a group, like her opening prayers and her emails, she has started like promising and telling her group, it's like 15 ladies sitting around a table. So, and she's, um, 
she started saying that our unsaved family members will be saved because, and last last um, Tuesday, she took um, Acts 16, verse 31, I believe, I don't have my Bible, um, believe in the Lord Jesus and you and your household will be saved. Um, and that was Paul and Silas's account. And so I had to come home. Of course, that was during opening prayer, so I couldn't concentrate. Like, I didn't enjoy myself at all last Tuesday because I was stuck on that. Like, I'm just like, I think this lady really claims that as a promise, and that could be so harmful. And, like, you know, and I'm just like, so I go home, I'm being a boring Christian, I open the word, you know, make sure I read the book fully in context. And like, I know that his household was present when they spoke the word of God. So they got saved after hearing the word of God. Like, so, um, so, so I, so I, I, this is the bind that I'm in, and I think I have peace, but then I don't have peace, like, because me and my, me and my husband are, like, we're on the same page, we're on the same page, however, however, there's some tension and I hate it, and, you know, and about this, and so, so, okay, so, I decided to go to the main, the teaching leader before addressing, because I, I think that the, I was like, okay, if she's speaking this over 15 people, um, 15 people, and claiming this to be a promise, and it's not true. It's it's a misinterpretation of the scripture. Like, she totally took that verse out of context, claimed it as a promise. And so, so I went to the teaching leader, and um, talked to her, and what is interesting to me in the conversation I had with her is she goes to a good Bible-believing church. She goes to an off-site of Alistair Beggs Church. I live near Cleveland, Ohio, so um, I'm not sure if you know Alistair Beggs, but that okay. Well, he's a he's like a really popular preacher that has wrote many books and devotionals anyway he's a good yeah he's a good solid church so she goes to an off-campus church of his so I know her church is biblically sound so when I talked to her it sounded like she was just like okay she she told me she She's not really familiar with the charismatics and how they how they believe. And she's told me that 
of course, praying with faith. You can have faith when you pray. But it sounded to me like she didn't really get where I was coming from, like how this can be like a huge issue. This could harm, like it harmed me hearing this stuff. Like it got so bad, guys, that I was sitting, my my church didn't have a pastor at the time, two years ago when I was in this group. We didn't have a pastor. So that's what made it so like, me and my husband were about to leave our church because he was so depressed. And so I felt like I had nobody to talk to about this, like in my church home. I felt like my church, like my friends, like kind of like left me. Um. Anyway, so we didn't have a pastor. So, um, Right at that time, um, we were calling our new pastor, and me and my husband went every Wednesday to our prayer meeting to pray for a pastor and to pray. And so I remember when our new pastor came and did his call, and we were going to decide if we wanted to vote him in or not. We were praying, and I was in a group with my husband and um, my husband and one elder and his wife. And so we were praying, and out of nowhere, I started decreeing that, that, like, oh, I know he's the right one, you know, he's a man of God, like, it was more like a decree, like, I was telling God what to do, and that's how scary this was, like, Christina was obviously rubbing off on me, so I know, like, once you hear something so many times, how it can stick into your brain and cause a lot of harm. So that's why I'm so passionate about this. And so anyway, but and so on Sunday I got sorry, I have a myocasis cerebral palsy. So that's why my brain like works this way and I'm jumping around and you know, once you get used to me, like I'm easier to um um kind of communicate with. Um, it might be weird since you can't see me, but anyway, <laughs> I'm very self-cautious um, about the way I speak because a lot of people make fun of me. So anyway, um, so um, so I so I thought that she was going to do something about it, and so on Sunday. Instead of her calling me, she sends me this generic political text. She didn't even write me an email or anything. It was a text. I got it on my phone, and and it was basically a, just like a political, like, I hope you come back on Tuesday you know, God uses the things for our sanctification and for growing purposes to make him more like us. 
and basically just blew what what I told her out of the out of her mind you know she gave me a generic like oh I'll keep praying about it but the way it read like my husband and um my pastor and um Tasha um read it and they all agreed that she was just blowing me off and so um it really saddens me because I don't think she really gets that it's a big deal. So I took matters into my own hands and called her, called my discussion group leader and talked to her because I felt like I couldn't just leave it alone. I had to, I had to tell her that she was wrong. Like she misinterpreted scripture. And I had to, like, defend the faith. I couldn't just let it go. And two years ago, I would have never done this. I, I was an introvert. I I don't like confrontation. I don't like any of this. I would have just left and been done. But for some reason, I can't let things go anymore. And um, so I talked to her. And I had... I had a good conversation with her, but she did, she, she did acknowledge that she claimed it to be a promise, and at first she said, yes, it's a promise. I was like, where do you see that in scripture, where God promises us that our unsaved family will be saved? There's no promise in scripture, and so, of course, she, um, quoted the um you know John 3:16 and um and then the first peter um uh, God doesn't want anything to perish I I don't really know how to defend that verse because it says so if you guys have a thought about the verse in first peter where he says I don't want anyone to perish because it's hard for me to defend that verse because... Uh, I'll send you some stuff, um, Megan. Well, but hey, Megan, yeah, I mean, maybe can okay. we just pray for you real quick? Because I can feel that your heart is just really breaking over this. Can we pray for you about this situation? Yeah, of course. Oh, that'd be great. So, Father, we just thank you for Megan. We thank you for your heart. We thank you for everything that you do in her life. Uh, we thank you for her faith journey and uh, the uh, passion that you have given her for your word. Um, we pray that you'd continue to cultivate that passion in her life. And God, we, we uh, pray that she and her husband and her pastor and all of the people in her life would be glorified by this situation, that it not um, uh, take on a life of its own, that the enemy would be able to use any of this, but that, Father, that you would be glorified in everything um, that Megan does, and we know that you will be, uh, because Megan is your child, and we thank you so much for her. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I guess my question is, like, I kind of, so the lady like when we had our conversation 
by the end, it sounded that she understood, she understood why it wasn't a promise. Um, she understood how it could, well, to my understanding, like, I don't know her heart, um, but she understood how it could cause, you know, we just had a great loss in our family. My, um, my husband's stepfather just passed away at 54, and so I used him as an example because, like, my mother-in-law is a Christian, and she's been sharing Christ with him nonstop for, like, two years. He's been sick for two years, um, and so, and, you know, he died, and there was no fruit, like, um, he, he just died two weeks ago, so it's fresh. Um, so he just died. And so obviously we don't know his last moments. You know, he could have gave his life to Jesus. But I was telling Bessie, I was like, you know, the fruits weren't there. Like, you know, he never went to church. He did not like church. You know, if you love Jesus, you would love church. And you would love the things that God loves. And, like, you could clearly see that that wasn't present in his life. And so if my if my mother-in-law would, would hear you say and claim it as a promise, that would give her false hope that her husband would be, you know, if he wasn't truly saved. So it seemed like she really got it however I don't know and I know how engraved this is in people's lives so my 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 thing my thought process is this God has yes I could switch I could switch I could switch groups you know, that's an option. However, I, however, I feel like I'm in her group for reasons. Like, you know, like in September, I had no idea this would happen. Had no idea. But I knew, like, she was more charismatic than me. And, like, I kind of had a feeling that something was going to happen like this. And that's kind of why I laughed, like, at God, like, what are you doing to me, you know, um, so I, like, I feel like I'm strong enough, like, and in, in my, in my group, there's ladies that are solid in their faith, like, they're, I have no idea if they have caught on to this or not, I have no idea because I did not, I'm trying to do the right thing and be quiet about the situation. I don't want people thinking into things. I don't, you know, so I don't, I have no idea if anyone else has caught on to this, but I sure have. And, and so I, so I think that, like, I think I, should stay in the group, um, but in the same regards, now I have such a bad, I have such a bad, like, 
I'm just sad for the teaching leaders. So not I, I think, um, let's see, I'm just trying to keep everything you said in my head and I'm, I'm running out of room. So I'll just try to address a couple of things. You ask about the verse in First Peter, God's not willing that all should uh, perish, but should come to repentance. He's giving them time just because God doesn't want everyone, you know, in, in that word, want everyone to, to die and burn in hell forever. Clearly, people are going to. Um, so that would address that. That's in no way a promise about family members. And, you know, also, God can for forgive crappy doctrine. So maybe this person uh, was just innocently, you know, believe that. Like, there have been plenty of things I've changed my mind over when, you know, the proper exegesis has been pointed out. And I'm like, oh, eh, yes, I was wrong. So, you know, if you said she was receptive to that, maybe she honestly thought it's a promise from God. Um, if she changes her tune after you've explained it and showed context, how well it's because his family was standing around him. And, you know, it just makes sense that they would have heard the same message, too, and been saved. It's not a promise. Um, maybe she'll change her mind if she doesn't and, like, hardens her position then you have to decide, you know, is this detrimental? Is this like heresy? Is this going to lead other people to the fires of hell? Um, you know, Romans 14, uh, if you feel it's sinful for you to stay in that group, then for you, it is. Um, if you feel like it's okay, you have a better purpose there, um, you know, to speak against or whatever, well, then you should do that. Um, let's see, there was one more thing I was going to say. I think I forgot what it was. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say so far. And uh, yeah, if, if you, about the NAR stuff, like, yeah, Chris, Chris will definitely lead you away from NAR, but uh, be careful because you could get uh, a hankering for burning heretics at the stake. <laughs> but you will not be in danger of NAR. Uh, you have thoughts on that, Megan? Uh, you are muted. Don't know if you knew that. Let us know if you wanted to say anything about that or follow up. But yeah, yeah, that stinks that you have uh, have those issues, and you know, no one, no one is going to be uh, perfect, and no one's going to believe just like uh, you know, like I have plenty of problems. I often share them here uh, with you know things about my church that I disagree with, or you know, Bible studies and things like that. Um, but so far, it hasn't been like a well, it's kind of maybe getting to a make or break moment. But so far, it's like you know, some things we just disagree. And, and I just, you know, we could disagree, but it's not like a deal breaker. Other things, you know, would cross that line and it's different for each person. Um, I mean, there's some things like, you know, the Bible just completely contradicts, but I don't think any of us are talking about those issues. It's just very, very bad or, um, you know, ignorance of understanding. Um, so I don't think anyone's trying to say like, you know, calling evil good and good evil or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a sticky position. So sorry. Sorry you're in it, um, but no one is immune from it. <laughs> you have any uh, thoughts, Chris? No, man. I just, uh, you know, theology matters, and we've got to, um, we always have to contend for the faith. That's, a, that's definitely a thing. Uh, well, Chris, um, Megan, I guess if you don't want to respond, feel free. Um, you're always welcome. It's nice to actually hear you talk for once. <laughs> but, um, Chris, let's see. You sent me some gems today. Um, oh, yeah. 
What was the Good first stuff. gym? The first one was, um, oh gosh, I want to go in order of heresies. It was the woman. Yeah, here's one, uh, uh, Megan. So here would be an actual problem. Uh, this woman pastor, who is it? Amanda, whatever, or like a pastorix, pastor X or whatever, because of the patriarchy. Um, she she has videos where she apparently is saying that Jesus was xenophobic and racist and in a bad state of mind when he called the woman at the well a dog. He didn't actually call her a dog. The inference is made, but so what? Um, anyways, so so he's saying uh, she's saying Jesus is a racist and xenophobic. So um, you know, I, I think it would be a lot easier your conundrum if your Bible leader was going that route. Be like, oh, we'll just you know leave and shake the dust from your feet and run. Um, <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts on that, Chris? N not the most soundest of teaching from the Pastorix? I mean, as Pastorixes go, it, you know, that's about the sound as they get, I guess. <laughs> I mean, that's messed up. She's like, there's another video I saw is like a clip of her like telling her like niece or something because I'm sure she'll never have. Well, anyways, um, it was like a niece or something like that. Um, and she was like telling she was asking the pastorix about like these Bible stories. And she's like, I was just reading through this. I'm like, no, these aren't stories I would ever want to tell kids. Um, you know, normal Bible stories. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, goodness. What? Oh yeah. I mean, Oh, I didn't realize this is the same lady. Oh yeah. She's got a whole slew of them. Like I, I looked up for clips of her. Like, yeah, like the regular Bible stories, like, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, Jesus on the cross, like the sacrifice, the blood, the suffering. It's like, what kind of bubble do you want your kids living in? Like where you can like, you know, chop off an anatomical parts because that's okay. But telling like, you know, a story like we really believe happened, like Christians got fed to lions. Um, that's bad somehow. I mean, you know, it's just reporting the news. Like you think they're going to go through an entire life and never hear about like, you know, Roman battles or like, the Iraq war, or I don't know, people getting shot. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah. I guarantee if you're like, can two daddies love each other and have a baby? I guarantee you should say yes. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm just over here laughing because I, I've heard some crazy things on the peanut app as well, but I have never heard that one. Um, um, so, that was a new one for uh, me. <laughs> so, um, so I have another, this is like a testimony if you guys want, um, if you have time. <laughs> Since no one else is talking, it's not really a question or anything, but it just tells you more like about where I'm at spiritually when it comes to like I think God is really using situations to discern me and go to his word more because um so he used the peanut app to do a lot of that work you know and that whole situation with Christina but then um when I started when I got off of that app because I had to take a long break and just be in my word. Um, the voices were too much for me to handle. So I had to just, you know, stop all, all my apps for a, quite a long time. So um, in that time of taking a break from peanut and stuff, 
Uh, there was a young lady that came to my church, and she only came once. Um, the reason I met her is because I was in the nursery that Sunday. And um, so, anyway, long story short, she only came once. And I, I, um, I got to know her a little bit through her son being in nursery. Um, she stayed in there for quite a bit, so I kind of got to know her a little bit, you know, and sadly, she never came back, um, but a month, like a month and a half after she, we first met, I ran into her at a playground across the street from my church, because my son goes to school at my, at the school that located in my church so I'm always at that playground um anyway so I saw her there and I said hey you know didn't I meet you at my church and she's like oh yeah across right there right and I said yeah so anyway we we exchanged numbers and so at this point I had no idea about her like spiritual um, I didn't know if this lady was a Christian. I didn't know. I just knew she came to our church once and she hadn't been back. And so, long story short, I'm, I got together with her. I got her number, started meeting her once a week, just going on play dates. Um, started a beautiful friendship with her. Beautiful, just beautiful. She was like... You know, I could, you know, I would call her one of my closest friends. You know, it was cool because she had two sons, my son's age, and they played and we chatted. And so anyway, so, and we would talk about, you know, the Bible because this is like when I was really hungry for the word of God. So I would share with her what I was learning and stuff like that. And she would, she told me her testimony and she claimed to be saved. And she told me that she backslidden and, you know, fell away from the Lord. And she was, she was just getting back on track. And so, um, and she would say she believed the gospel. She believed, so I really believed that she was a Christian. And so we would have conversations about what I was learning you know, like, and then, and then, okay, I, and so my friend Shana, that was part of the Christina Bible study, um, told me to watch the American Gospel movies that I had never seen before, and she said in the first one, um, they talk about Bethel, and it reminded me, of, it's Christina, and so, like, watching that movie was very, like, healing for Shana, because Shana, I was the one that had to tell Shana about how crazy Christina was, and that was a whole thing, but anyway, so Shana told me about these American Gospel movies, so I watched the first one, and I really was like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. So I 
told like a lot of people that were in Christina's Bible study, you need to watch this. Because sadly, a lot of them like wouldn't. They, they thought I was a heretic. They thought I, Christina tried to um, tell me that I had the spirit of religion and cast the demon out of me. You know, so like I tried. What? To... <laughs> Did she say something no, about don't seriously. touch the Lord's anointed? <laughs> no, seriously, I tried to do the right thing and try to tell her how Bethel was like Bill Johnson was a false teacher, and you know, and this is why I think that. And I like shared the words of God with her, the Bible. I talked about you know how how just the whole movement is not of god it's like of the devil like like satanic stuff they do there and she literally told me i had a spirit of religion and she said i rebuke <laughs> i rebuke satan out of you in the name of jesus and you know and then she's like i don't want anything to do with you and i'm like okay so of course That's I cried. No, I cried. I cried lots and lots of tears because I loved, I loved Christina, you know. And of course, I just, you know, before this happened, I never weeped for the loss. God really used this time in me to like weep for the loss and give me a heart for evangelism. I never. I never would plant a seed um, until this last year. I've I've had more gospel conversations than ever. Um, anyway, getting back to Phoebe, I'm sorry I got sidetracked. Uh, <laughs> um, so everything was going great, and she she was in my kitchen, and I mean she would come over to my house week after week. You know, we had, we just had a beautiful friendship and she was in the kitchen by my coffee. I was going to, she just had gotten here. I was getting ready to make us a cup of coffee. And she was like, Megan, I am having doubts. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well, what are your doubts? Let's you know, we were supposed to start a Bible study that same day going through a book um, called The Seven, Seven Feast, how um, in studying chapter 23 of Leviticus, because she had some very bad tension in the Old Testament, and she wanted to know why the feasts were, were in the Bible and how you know, and I had never studied it before. So I was just like, okay, we're going to study this together. And, you know, um, anyway, so we were supposed to start that study that day, but God had other plans because she, um, she just was like, I'm doubting. And I said, what are you doubting? And so she's like, I don't, I don't think God is wrathful anymore. And I'm like, what? Of course he's a God of wrath. You see it over and over in scripture. And it was like the most hard, difficult conversation 
I've ever had in my life. Like just trying to think on the spot. Like I'm really good preparing for things, but uh, so like I did the very best, and I was praying in my mind, Lord, give me the word. And so I did from my very best. And in that year, BSF was studying the Old Testament and studying the kings, the divided kingdoms, and we were studying the minor prophets. So it was so fresh in my mind that he is a wrathful God, like you see over and over and over in scripture. So like, it was kind of like, you know, it was just God, God, like this was another occurrence of God just putting a situation in my life to grow me like so so we got halfway in our conversation and she pulls this book out and it was sinners in the hands of a loving god (laughs) and so i watched the american gospel the second one the week before this happened guys like no kidding like and I had never heard of that book before this time I've never I never studied progressive Christianity I never like you know I I knew nothing about it until I watched that movie and so I just looked at I couldn't believe that book was in my house I was just like I'm like, Phoebe, where did you get this book from? And she said, well, I got it from my pastor this morning. And I about dropped on the ground and just cried. I was just like, Phoebe, that's not a good book. You shouldn't read that book. And she's like, what do you mean? My pastor said that it was like help me with my doubts. And I'm like, if you're having these kind of doubts, you need to study the word of God. And that's it. That's all you need right now. Like we can study together. And I was just like, do you want to study the seven beasts? Because I knew that this book had like the gospel in it. And at this point, I was just like, okay, this lady needs the gospel, like the true gospel. So I was like, let's start our Bible study and go through this book. And you shouldn't read that book. And we can continue to, you know, talk about this whole God is wrathful and, you know. And she's she's like, Megan, I'm going to read this book. And I was just like, Okay, so my pastor gave me like this article that he printed out so I can like help her through this process of the book, like trying to like um, combat some of the stuff that this book was telling her. So I was like getting ready to do that. Like that night he sent me that. And I think two days later, she sent me a text with the, like, she was definitely reading the book. She sent me a text with this messed up thing of the Trinity. 
And like she, her words were, I'm trying to figure out who Jesus is. And my heart just cried. I was like, my friend is not a Christian. And, you know, I'm a big crier. I cry every Sunday at church, worshiping the Lord. So I cry a lot. It's not a bad thing. This is the, you know. So I'm sorry for crying, but not because God has really changed my life through all these things. So sadly, sadly, I had to break ties with her. She just would not hear the truth. And it was just like, eventually, it was just like having a demon in my house, you know? So I had to, I just had to, she wasn't accepted of the truth, you know? But I pray for her every day. I pray for her. And the crazy thing is, I keep on running into her in my community. I ran into her at the zoo, you know? Every time, like, I'm just like, I don't want to pray for her anymore. God just sweetly, like, you know, my pastor ran into her at his grocery store by his house. And so, like, for some reason, God, you know, keeps on laying, you got to pray for her. You got to pray. Reminding me that prayers power prayers power but so so i so i through through that situation and i'm reading john right now i am just so like i'm learning how to defend the trinity i'm learning to defend you know what Phoebe was doubting like I'm learning all this stuff and I'm just like okay I'm going to be ready for next time and next time and next time and so that situation just happened um we broke ties in May so we haven't and last time I seen her was in September I ran into her at the zoo um in September so other than that I haven't had any communication with her. I kind of text her a little bit at first, checking in on her. But every time I did, like she was getting more involved in that church. And I'm just like, okay, you know, she knows my number. She knows where I live. If she wants to come and ask me, she knows where to find me. You know, I just, for my mental and spiritual health, I had to just be like, okay, because um, it was like a demon being in my house, which is really, really scary. It was, but, you know, I have who's greater in me, in me, so it was scary to an extent, but I know Jesus is the greater influence, and he has already won, so anyway. Sorry if that was too long, but I hope someone was blessed by my testimony. Well, thanks for sharing. Oh, yeah, seems like you're having lots of uh, lots of fun interactions. Well, hopefully everything works out and people will see, uh, you know, see the truth of things. 
Yeah, those American gospel films are great. No surprise, but I'm also not familiar with them. <laughs> so like what, them. what is it? What does it do? Does it like show like a history of the gospel in America? Wait, didn't maybe I did actually see that? Maybe someone was telling me about them one time. Is that They're what it is? Like, like tells... the gospel versus NAR. Oh, I think I did see that actually. I think you sent it to me once, maybe. Huh. That may be one of the things you actually sent that I watched. <laughs> Yeah, they're really good, especially doing a pod like this. Like, I sent it to the other pod leaders of Peanut because some of them were not brushed up well on their theology. And so I sent them out of, like, you should check this out to maybe help them um, get more equipped to leading pods. Um, but they're very good, and the second one centers on the first one is more like Nar and like Bethel and Joyce Meyer and Joel. Osteen. Oh yeah, I th I think I did see those. Yeah, at least okay. yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And then the second one is more um, prosperity um, gospel and Roy. I forget his last name, but like just how um, like Methodist and um, churches are getting away from the gospel. And um, yeah, I'm not too familiar with the progressive Christianity movement. I've got more, more, more researching that just because of my friend Phoebe. Um, but obviously, she's kind of out of my life. So, um, but they were very good. And God definitely used them in my life um, to let me have good conversations with people. So I would recommend them. And you can find them free. I think AGTV has some of them free on there. And they have a bunch of other resources, too. Um, oh, that makes me think, Chris, uh, have, has anyone heard of God TV? I think it's one of the like, um, you know, like network cable Christian things. Is anyone familiar with God TV? No, I've never heard of it. Um, I'm interested. Apparently someone at the church I um, went to a long time ago, like 20 years ago, uh, my parents still go to that church. Well, apparently their daughter... Lady Pastor, <clears throat> their daughter just finished uh, college or something and is a, I think, pastor. And they are somehow affiliated with that. And it's somewhere in like Pensacola, Florida. So my mom's like, have you ever heard of that channel? I'm like, no, but based on what you told me, I have a feeling. Um, so I was just wondering if anyone, uh, well, there you go. There's a research project. So God TV. Uh, Chris, speaking of uh, gospel, what were you saying about the ESG scores and how um, <laughs> how people have lost $5 trillion for the evil empire? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. So I guess the libs are really upset because the word is getting out about ESG and what it is. And ESG is just uh, it's an acronym for uh, environmental and social uh, something. I forgot. Credit score, right? Yeah. 
It's like social credit. It's like whatevs. Anyway. It's, it's like supposed to be environmentally conscious, but it's just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, that's that's pretty much what what you got for, for ESG. But what, what's been going on is that in ESG, people are upset because uh, corporations are figuring out that, like, ESG is really bad for their bottom line. <laughs> and, like, you know, they just... They're they're rejecting it like boards of directors are rejecting it because they've been losing money like right and left, and so it's just funny to to see these things go on the way that they are, and uh, you know it's like they've they've lost so many boards of directors that the <laughs> that the libs are like starting to really get upset, um, you know that they're no longer uh, in control so to speak. And then, like, the states, right? Like, Florida and some other states are, like, pulling all their, their state pensions and stuff, like, out of, um, you know, the companies that invest in these ESG. Because, yeah, it's, like, screws the people. It's, like, supposed to be, like, like it's under the guise of being environmentally and socially conscious. But really, it's just a bunch of woke nonsense. And they say it's, like, to help the environment. But really, it will be, for example, things like Solyndra, like the, the solar company, right? Or, like, you know, uh, wind turbine farms um, where you think, oh, you're doing good for the environment not realizing that it takes an, a massive carbon footprint to make these stupid windmills. Um, so it's like counterintuitive. It's just for no reason other than like, um, like, like, a, like social street cred. Um, so you can like virtue signal, but in the process, not only does it not help the environment so great, but it also completely devastates, uh, you know, people's investments and returns. So it's like, well, you're hurting yourself and you're not helping anyone else. So what's the point? And besides, like, you know, virtue signaling and, like, showing the people in charge. Um, like, I think Larry Fink, wasn't he from BlackRock, the one that really pushed this stuff? Um, yep. So, like, it's, it's like to show allegiance to them. So it's like, well, yeah, your company may lose, like, you know, tons and tons of money. But, uh, you know, eventually when we take over the planet and there's only, like, three restaurants we allow, yours will be one of them because you've, like, showed your allegiance to the system. Have you shown your allegiance today? I mean, yeah, I'm on Clubhouse, and I hate Clubhouse. Like, they have killed their stuff, and they're doing it. They have to be doing it in the name of something like this because they want to be more homogenous where it's like groupthink and no diversity of thought. So, yeah, I think right now I am participating in the system. So I, I would love a better option. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, we're all participating in the system being on this Clubhouse trash app right now. Fair. But besides that, no. <laughs> Michael, welcome. Hey there. Sorry, I'm just I'm just uh, driving to an appointment in my uh, in my woke hybrid vehicle. I just <laughs> left my my woke house with solar panels on it, and uh, yeah, and and uh, and I'm completely with you, you know, in this whole you know absence of diversity. Because here I here I am an atheist in a Christian room talking to you guys. So there's no diversity going on at all. It only took two hours to make that happen, and you're the only one. <laughs> uh, I am I glad mean, to be back her. driving. I, I'm glad to be drip back driving my car, though, because I hate driving my wife's car. What, what what car does your wife have? Is it a lady car? Uh, no, not exactly. It's a Range Rover. Why were you driving hers? Uh, no, we just, it was just happened to be there that, um, we only have a single car driveway and her car, she was the last one home. <clears throat> so I just took that and, 
Yeah, I took it, realized there's no gas in it, and then $165 later when I had to put fuel in it. So, because it was on empty and you have to put you have to put premium fuel in it. So, anyway. Oh, How much is gas there? Uh, non, premium, non, pre how much is non-premium? Um, non-premium fuel, let's see, would be, well, it's about a dollar thirty-five a liter, so it's about. Um, we work it under your money. It's probably about yeah, four twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, four twenty, four twenty-five a gallon. Oh, wow! <clears throat> Premium fuel is about six bucks a gallon. Gee. Yeah, so don't complain about gas prices, guys. You got I nothing. Get two you, hybrids. You, got, you got nothing. No joke. I'd be looking at an electric bicycle. Um. Yeah. Any, anyway. Think, by yeah. By the way, I oh. think that's a good idea. Like I, I mean, again, I don't know about the batteries and if, if it offsets like the the for like something as something as small as like a electric bicycle battery. But man, that is a very good idea. I've had my electric bike for a couple of years. That thing is amazing. I will just say. So if they can do EVs like for bicycles that way, uh, yeah. But uh, again, I have no idea like how much toxins it takes to make something the size for like an electric bike. But for cars, it's massive. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I, th I thought about getting, um, get an electric bike, but I don't know. I don't have enough time to really ride it. So and the, the distances I have to go, it just doesn't make any sense for me to use it for a work related thing. Um, but yeah. Oh, the other thing, God TV, it's available in Canada, but it's a pay TV channel. Ah, but, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, <clears throat> anyway, what else is going on today? How come you didn't have any other, no other uh, atheists come in the room? What's going on with you guys? What have you done? They don't exist anymore. They've all got saved and raptured or something. Like, uh, I mean, that's what we were talking about. We were complaining because, you know, like Clubhouse algorithm. Like, you're, you're the only atheist. I don't know. Like, you're the only atheist we've talked to in a month. Well, I mean, it's weird. Like, I've been, I, like, I had time to jump on today because I, I have a somewhat lengthy drive to get to an appointment. Um... But I haven't had time, like, I haven't been on in a week. Um, like, I darted on a couple of times <clears throat> late last week, and I would get on. I don't think you were here either of the days that I was in, Nate. Like, and Chris was here one day, and he was modding, and then Steph was here one day. But I would get on, and then, you know, my phone, my, my phone would go off, and I'd have, to, I'd have to bail out. So I haven't had a lot of time. Yep. So what else is going on? What else is going on? Uh, let's see. What's the temperature at right now? It's uh, 30 degrees Fahrenheit where I am. I like that you convert everything for us. That's very thoughtful. Well, you know, <laughs> have you... Oh, you know what's really funny? Um, go on to YouTube and see if you can find... Type in uh, Nate Barganza. He's a comedian. <clears throat> and he did a, he hosted SNL about a month ago and he did a skit of basically like a, in the civil civil war and he was George Washington and he was talking about, um, they were talking about the civil war and he said, you know, the next thing we're going to address is address is weights and measures. And everybody started, the you know, crowd starts laughing and stuff like that. And he goes into the ridiculousness that is the American system. Um, and he's like, he's talking about, you know, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to be using all we're going to use, uh, meters for is for, you know, like, uh, unpopular sports, like running and swimming. 
He said, but for popular sports like football, you know, we'll use feet and inches. And one person's like, football, what's that? He's like, it's a sport where you throw a ball with your hands. And of course, everybody laughs. And he's like, well, you know, what's the, what's the object? Is this to score, you know, to score points? And is there any kicking? He's like, he's like, uh, there's a little kicking. Well, how do you score points? He's like, well, you know, you can kick a ball and some, you know, score points. It's like, how many? He's like, sometimes one, sometimes three. And it's just, it's hysterical. Because he, he basically just bashes, like, the the American system and how, you know, it's like, it's like, why don't we just use, you know, kilometers and meters? It just seems so much more intuitive. And the guy's like, he's, and he's like, he's like, that's not the American way. And it's it's very, very funny. You should, you should check it out. You know, Michael, I wonder how you feel, though, about our temperature scale, because I think it makes all the sense in the world, because for you to tell us, you said it's like 30 degrees Fahrenheit, right? So for you to tell us it's negative one degrees, which is what it would be Celsius, it just makes it sound a lot colder than it really is. Did you just Google <laughs> that to sound smart? No, no, no. I know, I know, I know, I know, but Celsius, I, I can convert Celsius pretty close in my head. Not What's 76 degrees, degrees Fahrenheit? Fahrenheit. Uh, 76 it Fahrenheit. It would be somewhere around... 37? Oh, no. 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 76, 76 Fahrenheit would be about uh, 24 Celsius. Okay. Huh. Well, that doesn't sound hot enough, <laughs> right? So Fahrenheit 100 to 0. 100 is a good representation of it being super hot. Zero is a good representation of it being super cold. But you're All I know is that 451 is the negative temperature numbers, at which it's not really that cold is ridiculous. All I know is that 451 is the temperature at which books burn. <laughs> what, what about people? I don't know about that. I just know about burning books. <laughs> That's uh, what Ray Bradbury says. From like the Ray Bradbury Theater? Ray Bradbury Theater was a good show. It was, it was kind of like a poor man's Alfred Hitchcock, right? Yeah, Ray Bradbury was a great sci-fi author. I mean, he wrote Fahrenheit 451. Alfred Hitchcock was kind of, that's some kind of creepy stuff. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah, he also looked pretty creepy. He was just a weird looking dude. <laughs> so, Chris, uh, the last topic you shared, I am not uh, big on hip hop of any kind. Uh, that extends to Christian hip hop. So the Lecrae thing, um, want to talk about that? Are you, are you bumping it in your car or? Uh... Oh yeah. I don't like Lecrae, but like, so Lecrae, the story with Lecrae is that he, is, he used to be a Christian and now he's become apostate and uh, deconstructed, you know, so to speak. And now what? he's just, he what now? A what? He became a what? Became an apostate. What is that? Uh, apostate. Who's asking that? Me, me. I'm an apostate. That's me. It's me. Yeah. So, like, if you were a Christian at one point and then decided that you aren't a Christian anymore, that's called apostasy. It's a, it's a word. It's a word in the scripture. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. So, can anyways, you be so, one and not know it? <clears throat> I mean, yeah. There's always me. Um, so, I didn't mean you. I actually didn't mean you that time. I was, I was making a joke. It was the CEO who asked what apostasy was. Or yeah, apostate. Right. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, You're good. Anyway, so so yeah, so Lecrae has decided to embrace Little Nas X. As Little Nas X says, 
You know, after all this stuff, where I did my video about giving Satan a lap dance, um, I am going to now go into my Christian music phase. Oh, is that what that's about? I, I was about to ask yeah. about that. Like, I was wondering, does that did that somehow mean he's like actually a Christian now, or like what does he mean by Christian phase? Like, like so he's not like a Christian in any sense of the word. There was no like conversion or nothing like that, right? No. No. So what does he mean by that? I, I he saw means the he's going to do and... his like Kanye thing, where like Kanye decided uh, to do a couple of gospel albums. Ah, uh, and there was someone else that was like that too. Um, another, another. Uh, I don't remember. There was another guy too that also said um, he was like doing something with a Christian thing, and I'm like, well, did he convert too, or is that like, yeah, like a, a yay thing? Well, I don't think, Chris, that Kanye is a fair comparison because Kanye went through a real personal existential crisis with Christianity at different phases of his life. So I don't think he is faking through that. I think he legitimately has gone through crisis. A lot of it evolved when his mom passed away. So I, I, I don't think those are comparable situations. I'm just saying yeah, maybe Kanye, little not Kanye is an existential crisis. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying I, I'm not even making a comment about Kanye. I just think that there's a bunch of people that have decided to go through a quote unquote Christian phase that are in hip hop. And I think that's what Little Nas is referring to. Yeah, another one up here, uh, Justin Bieber uh, has as well. Yeah. Um, it's funny. So funny. So he's Canadian. And um, my wife and I saw him in a little town called Kitchener Waterloo. Um, I don't know, probably about 10 years ago. And he was he was crossing the street these two bodyguards on either side of basically guys that were nine feet tall and had no necks. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was hysterical. He's, he's tiny. Justin Bieber is a tiny little dude. It was uh, yeah. interesting to see. So I, I wanted to ask Nate and Chris a question. Anyone else who wants to answer? Are you all pro lot or anti lot? I'm talking about first in the eh? Old Testament. Lot in the Bible. Yes. Pro in what sense? Like, I mean, you, you like him more than you have disdain for him, or you're neutral on him, or you dislike him more? Where, where are you on that scale? Well, based on what we know, I'd say seems seems like a pretty good dude. Um, he sinned. He got drunk. Uh, you know, and, and that's not the only thing. Like, he's another person just like us. So, you know, he's not immune from sin. So to condemn, like, you know, one of his little sins about drunkenness, which is, I think, the only one we see in the Bible... Um, no, seems like I would have a more favorable opinion than not. Like there's no great uh, evil he did. Well, I um I, I, I was reading uh I think it's Genesis eighteen or nineteen, and I guess it was a lot for me in one chapter where first there's a situation where these men are outside his house and they're like, you know, bring us your men or whatever. And I understand obviously why he was concerned, but he goes, Well, why don't you take my two daughters, they're virgins, and do whatever you want with them? So I forgot about that. That's a good point. A I forgot about that. As a man, are going to turn your two virgin daughters over to a a mob that is in an irritated state? Okay, so that's one. And then, like twenty verses later, yeah, his daughters—not one daughter, both of them—who gets so drunk? Two nights well, in a row that you don't know you're sleeping with your daughter. So this, yeah. So for this, we have we have to we have Sorry, to. Believe that the was Bible. a lot for me. Well, well, yeah. So for this, we have to believe the Bible or we don't. 
So it was, that's a good point about the first thing I could put. I forgot about that, how he offers his daughters. So I'm like, was there another option? If he's like, no, no, well, we have to protect these, you know, men of God. So no, that's not on the table. That's not an option. Um, so, you know, when we could just bar up the door really, really good so they can't get in. Yeah, let's do that. No, no, take my daughters instead. That would be messed up. Um, if somehow there was honest to God, no option, and it's in a total, um, total binary, like, you know, you're following God um, or you're not, and this is the only way to follow God, then I guess the guy has no real choice. But yeah, I like to think, I'd be like, I'm going to barricade this door, and if you get in, we're going to fight to the death. I like to think that was an option. But if it somehow wasn't, um, then whatever. So that's a good point. I, I would like to know more facts. But, you know, erring on the side of, you know, grace. Um, but then the other one, we believe the Bible or we don't, right? Because we had this discussion where it, it seems to be like, well, how would you know that you didn't, you didn't hook up with your daughters, blah, blah, blah. So if you read the Bible, though, like you may want to get the exact verse, but I remember we, we had a big study on this. But the only thing it does say that was a sin was he was drunk. It specifically says he had no idea or something like that, like the wording, I don't remember exactly, but it absolves him of that. So it says he had no idea uh, what was happening or that you know his daughters were raping him. So if we believe the Bible, then no, he was innocent. It doesn't matter how unlikely it is. Um, that's what the Bible conveys, that he, he had no part in this. Um, his sin was drunk, uh, drunkenness, which was a sin, but it was not this. Um, his daughter's sin was raping their father. Um, and then look what happened. It spawned like, you know, two warring factions that have plagued Israel to this day. So, you know, good job, girls. Yeah, I got to say, I'm really, I'm, I'm with CEO on this one. Um, because, you know, it's like the, the whole, like, the whole thing about, you know, it's like you, you would have to, from my perspective, you would also have to concede that the men of God, who I think according to the Bible were, were angels, right? Because they, they went to go tell Lot to get it at Dodge, right? Um, that they were in some type of danger. And if angel, angels are the celestial beings, right, then they wouldn't be in any danger from a mob, right? So it, it doesn't make any sense. And this is, this is the family that God's like, yeah, man, the, these are, we're going to get this family out. The omniscient God, who knows the beginning from the end, knew what the daughters were going to do, and these are still my peeps, totally good to go. And the other interesting thing about this is, you know, it's like what CEO said is, is true, because I think the Bible says, you know, like, you know, send these men out that we may know them. And if you, if you, look, at, um, if you look at the Hebrew in this, I did this with um, uh, a friend of mine, and it like, no, in that context is basically to have sex with them because of all the debauchery that was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah at the time. So... So, yeah, in handing the daughters over, Lot knew exactly what was going to happen to his kids. And the funny thing is, is that the daughters are still totally good to go. <clears throat> but because the wife dares to look behind her at the wrath and destruction, she gets turned into a pillar of salt. Even though God knows that the next day or so, his daughters are totally going to have sex with, the, with, her, with their father. Well, but that's, Seems that's, out of the, that's out of the scope of the question, though. Like, God turning a, Lot's wife to a pillar of salt has nothing to do with whether or not Lot's a good dude. So I, I think the best case you can make is, yeah, why would you send out your daughters um, if there was any other way? And I mean, you know, here now, we can think of lots of other ways. I mean, you know, fighting to the death against the angry mob sounds pretty good. Um, but I mean, you know, if you fight to the death and lose, what's going to happen? The same thing, plus a bunch of death. So, you know, just like statistically speaking, I, I don't know. So that would be the biggie, biggest sticking point. 
But for the rest of it, I mean, you know, if you, you know, currently CEO, you have an atheist on your side. <laughs> so, so if you believe the Bible, where the claim is, Lot had no knowledge of what was happening, um, then, you know, you believe the Bible. Um, if you question the Bible, um, well, then, you know, you can say anything. Like, well, surely he would have known. But at that point, you sound like Satan. Like, surely you won't die if you eat this fruit. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the, the beauty of the Old Testament is that you're not given a hagiography of beautiful, wonderful people. You're given all of the warts. You're given all of the terrible, terrible things that they've done. Um, and it, you know, it is a testament to the truth of the, of the, new, of the Old Testament. Because there are no ancient writings that go around and are, you know, impugning their own people. Um, there just aren't. So they're, they're usually hagiographies. Um, so I take all of the, the fallenness of Lot and the nastiness and all that stuff as, you know, basically uh, a testament to the truth of the Old Testament. I like that, Chris. I, I think that is a beautiful response because, Nate, to counter your point, so like, let, let, let's take it literally. It says, Why does not, he always aware, counter me? Not, not aware <laughs> when she laid down or when she got up. There's a middle to that, okay? There is a middle. So, and and I don't know, like, I don't know about you guys and your anatomy, but just tell me how that is possible. Well, not literally, but tell me you, I will tell you, you know somebody that the that court has speak been to this. possible for. Yes, absolutely. That's like where they say, you misogynist you, like you can't rape a man because how could they possibly, you know? No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not saying uh, you can't rape a man. I'm not like, saying. I, I, that. I, I, I'm I mean, saying like, unaware. I'm saying the man is unaware of the entire time. That's what I'm talking about. Like stuff can still function when someone is like non-coherent or passed out. Like your body still works, right? Like maybe you know when you were a young man one time, and not to be too graphic, but you know you wake up and you're like, ah, how about that? Like your body still works when your mind is asleep or unconscious or passed out. Um, or, you know, let's just defer to you and be like, yeah, lots of family was a bunch of freaks. There you go. They needed us. They needed God. <laughs> they were not sinless. Like if anything, that shows the need, um, why they need God and why they need saving. Cause they have plenty of issues. Yeah, I guess from a from a secular perspective, we shouldn't we shouldn't kink shame the people from the Old Testament. Yes, CEO. Uh... But no, I, I think my first thing is uh, I think my first response is my what I really believe that you know if, if you want to split hairs back, well, when they lay down or when they got up, um, I I strongly believe like no, he had no idea what was going on. Um, he did sin, which led to really messed up more sin. Uh, but that was on his daughters. Um, his sin was being drunk. Um, if you wanted to be just uncharitable, um, be like, fine, chalk up one more sin to Lot out of, I don't know, how many has he committed in his life? How many have you committed in your life? Um, you know, add a couple more to it. But I don't think that. It's interesting, though. I, I, I think I'd want to talk to a doctor about this because alcohol is a depressant, right? And it has the capacity to to make certain body functions not I know, so right. Especially so, at his age. So, so I'm, I'm, so that's what I'm curious. And, and it is, I mean, at this point, I think we really are just splitting hairs. And I think, you know, like if I, if I put on my, you know, Christian hat plus one and I, and I look at it from Nate, from your perspective, then I say, yeah, 
just chalk it up to one more one more thing he did wrong. But you know, it it does make the it does make the situation interesting because God, who knows everything from the, the beginning from the end, this is the dude he picked, knowing all these things that were going to happen. And this oh, was yeah. the best dude. This is the best dude he could find in that city. But he. But, I mean, what kind of argument is that? He picked Samson, knowing what was going to happen. He picked Abraham, knowing he was a drunkard. He picked, uh, you know, Moses, who murdered a dude. Like, cold blood, no justification, straight-up murder. Um, I mean, David, he knew all the stuff David was going to do. Murder, adultery. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's much of an argument except to say, like, you know, all of people are fallen. Here, watch these examples. It's just like Trump in 2016 when he said, I have the best people. And it's just like Joe Biden right now. He says they're going to secure the borders and, you know, help children get out of cages. But now we have 400,000 missing children in America. Then at 85,000, they can't even find. The others are, you know, most recently just got their arms shredded by a chicken grinder uh, working in a chicken factory. And they were 14 years old doing underage slave labor to repay a debt, uh, you know, or like that. I don't know anything about friends, that, right? but. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, sorry. No, I was just backing into a parking spot. Um, so, so everyone, what now? Well, you guys are going to have to amuse yourselves. I got to go. Yeah, my the hour is nigh for me as well. Uh, Jesse has something to say. What's up, Jesse? Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Later, man. Good to see you. Jesse Palm, how's the baby? Um, how's the wife? Good. Been a while. Yeah, I've been avoiding discussions as much as possible. They're very distracting. Hey, baby. So what's you on your mind babies? today? Oh, nothing. I was just saying hi. Oh, well, hello. Seems like Clubhouse died uh, over the summer or something. So It's awful. So. Yeah, they destroyed the way for people to find everyone. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been screwing around on Discord every once in a while. When I get when I get frustrated or irritated, I go find someone there to attack. And... <laughs> Are you in the Ask a Christian Discord server? Yeah, I, I joined when I saw the link up top. Oh. Welcome. Yeah, good to see you guys. Chris, invitation's still out there, buddy. Invitation for what? Join Christian Discord server. Yeah, I mean, as long as you get rid of the pagans, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Just get rid of the pagan mods. We're good. We dedicate to modding twenty-four hours a day. Yeah, or the or the the um, the mod abusers. So, like, Steph would be a mod abuser. Victoria would be a pagan. Oh, do you want to hear my latest thing? You want to hear this? This is good. Okay. So um, I've figured out what to say. Um, the Roman Catholics are the Nazis of religion. <laughs> Steph got back, I think, as the second you were saying that. That is Wonderful. fantastic. Yeah. Roman, Roman Catholics, Catholics are the Nazis of religion. Defend your position. Uh, well, they've killed more people than the Nazis, so that's one thing. I mean, we can go from there. 
But yeah. So do you like that one? That the Roman Catholics are the Nazis of religion? I, um, I'm wondering if there's something better. I mean, because we think like the Catholic Church is probably going to be like the, the uh, you know, closely associated with the beast or Antichrist. So is Nazi going far enough? Ooh, good question. Because I mean, like, you know, like for, for you know, kicks and giggles, they're like, they're the Nazis of religion. But for actually what we really believe is the church is probably very closely associated with the Antichrist, which is way worse than you get with your... Way you know, worse than the Nazis. You're not wrong, man. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> um, hey, Gazoo, what's up? Are you Catholic by any chance? <laughs> no, I used to be a Christian. I, I pretty much walked away from any notion of religion about three years or so ago. But I, I do like um, going to rooms and um, talking and learning an awful lot about what people believe and why they believe it. But I have a Discord question. Whenever I click on the link at the top, it just takes me to the App Store. I already have Discord downloaded on my um, iPad. So I called up Discord and I did a search. Uh, and there's and it says, ask a Christian. And I hit return and says, no results found. So how do I get onto this thing? Huh. That's a very good question. Uh, any reason? Download well, Discord else. on your phone and then you can just click the link. Oh, I'm, yeah. Because like, people I'm show sure up we... all the time. Whenever I click the link at the top, it just takes me to the app store to download the the app. But I already have it downloaded. So on, your, on this on device? This, yes. Not on this device. Yes. He says it's it is on this device. Yeah, I, I, I click on this and it takes me to the app store to download the app. Does it uh, does it give you an option like where it takes it to where you would download the app? Does it say something like open? Well, like uh, like saying that it is already on your phone. Well, click oh, the link again, and and when it takes oh, you to the app store, see okay. if it has a I, link that says like open. Okay, it says it says uh, Discord, so it has a blue bar. It says accept invite. Yeah, so, do that. Okay, I hit accept invite, and it takes me to. Yeah, it takes me to the app store. And at the, at the top of the app store, it has a it has a square, a, a blue square with the up arrow. Uh, I want to say that's yeah. Click on that. Okay. Uh oh. Well, this is this is just to um save to Dropbox or or um oh. copy link or something like that. But I I have I have the Discord already installed. And I and I've actually used it, and I got I I can't go anywhere because whenever I call up the actual uh, Discord, I hit on the left panel. There's a, a like a compass, and it uh, I hit that, and I do a search, and I t I type in ask a Christian, and whenever I hit return, it says uh, no results found. I. Don't know how you would find us by search. Okay. Um, but Steph's trying to answer in chat. I don't really understand it. Oh, it means the app was offloaded. What does that mean? 
Uh, oh yeah, what's your Discord profile or whatever? Well, it's it's either it's either Gazoo or Gazoo fifty nine. One of them is a username, the other is a profile. I don't I don't know, but it's I I can't figure it out. But there's two of them. It's either Gazoo or Gazoo fifty nine. Or here. Uh, let's see. I'm going to post the link in the chat. Maybe you can copy that. I, oh gosh, I don't even know. Um, maybe you could, maybe you could copy. Huh. Maybe you could like copy that link and email it to like a uh, email it to yourself, uh -huh. and then go access that from like a computer, right? Like a desktop computer or something. And then just use the actual link to get you to the Discord server. And then once you once you join that way, then it will be there on your phone too. It, that sounds like a really great plan, except I don't have access to a laptop. I mean, a, a, or maybe know, do it. Um, put it in a web browser on your phone. Then, like, take that link and put it into a web browser. Okay. And maybe that will bypass the App Store that way. Okay. And then maybe do it as like view as desktop site or something like that. So right. it won't take you to the app store. Wow. I hope that helps. That's, that's the only, like, I don't understand discord super well. Yeah. And I, you know, there, there's, there's another one. Um, oh, somebody several weeks ago sent me an invite for, it's called God talk. And I got that and I'm in there and I've been, I've, I've had it for a month. And on a daily basis, I go to it, but there's never, ever, not one time was it ever anybody there. I'm the only one there. And I'm like, well, this is fruitless. Why, why, what's the purpose? <laughs> there's never been yeah, anybody I, in there. So I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because I, I really, really enjoy talking with uh, Christians and Muslims and people of, you know, pantheists and everybody and, and all that. And, and this clubhouse is like. Uh, it's not what it used to be. I know it's awful. It's it's a routine source of our complaints. Yeah, and I and I hear I hear this all the time on Clubhouse. Oh yeah, well I've seen you on Clubhouse, so I go to uh, excuse me on uh, Discord. And Discord. I'm like I, I feel like that I've been left out or something. Like it's strange. Maybe if if there is a God, maybe He doesn't want me on this Discord thing. Good <laughs> or. Or you need to be right here, right now, to hear that repent and believe, and that is all you ever need to know. And then, yeah, read the Bible and do what it says. <laughs> I, I, so I, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy talking with believers. I surely do. I don't get confrontational with them. I do get inquisitive, and uh, and and I, I'm not a, I'm not a really good debater. I, I used, I'll lose a debate, <laughs> but I still am unconvinced. You know, it's it's really strange. That that uh, that guy Matt Yester Yester, he could rake me over a coal in a, in a debate. He could talk really fast and use terminologies and talk over my head and then let leave my head spinning. And I, yeah, I, I like that. Well, Matt, anyway, I'll give that I, I'll give that a try. I really I didn't I didn't come up here to suck up all the oxygen in the room i just thought that since y'all were talking about discord well yeah try that leak i hope uh, hope it gets you to us yeah thank you so much i appreciate it i'm gonna I'm back off now thank you <laughs>